Ready to build better benefits that maximize employee wellness? Join Infirmary Health and Rx Benefits June 4th ASHRA webinar as they discuss actionable advice for developing pharmacy programs with your pharmacy resources, how to build internal and external partnerships that boost employee wellness, and what pharmacy trends could impact future benefit design for all HR leaders. Register today. To learn more about Rx Benefits, visit employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in show notes. ASHRA listeners, welcome to another episode of the ASHRA podcast. I'm your co-host, Luke Kerrigan. I'm here in person. Ooh, in person. In person, sitting right next to the amazing Bo Brabo, the wonderful co-host. Awesome. We're here in Savannah, Georgia. And so ASHRA listeners, ASHRA does these executive summits every year. Uh, and if you participate enough in the annual conference and in their community, uh, you might be lucky enough to get an invite to one of these. And there's amazing people that are here. If you can hear anything in the background, uh, there's people coming in. They're at the opening networking event. And we have the pleasure today, Bo, of having the wonderful, the amazing Tracy Clark from ESSA Health. Correct. Yes. You're also an ASHRA board member, aren't you? I am. We're in, we're in good company here. We're yes. in good company. So, Tracy, sure. welcome to the show. We're Thank delighted you. to have you. So, you've been at ESSA Health for about six months now, uh, Vice President of Human Resources. We looked through your LinkedIn. You have awesome experience in a number of organizations. So, the question we wanted to ask you today and to really help out all the future folks that are aspiring to be Tracy is when you get into a new organization, right? Or let's say for all healthcare HR folks out there, either you get promoted, like VP is your new leadership role, or you're going to a new organization. What do you do when you get there? How do you set yourself up for success? How do you see what you're dealing with? Um, I I imagine you don't want to cannonball into things. You probably, you know, want to dip your toe in there or maybe cannonball. We're going to find out. Well, I think if you asked me when I started this journey about 20 years ago, I would have cannonballed. And I think that that served me well at the time, but I don't think that it works in today's companies. I think the biggest challenge coming into an organization as the new person is really getting to know your people. I think that's the first part that kind of sets us up for success. So getting to know my executive team really well, getting to know kind of their pain points with HR. And since we're in healthcare and we're a physician-owned practice, so that makes us a little bit more unique, is getting to know our providers and really understanding how they run their business and what we can do to best support them. I think that is fantastic advice. I can't tell you the number of times where I've seen new leaders come into an organization and they don't do that. They want to they want a cannonball. They want to jump in and just start changing things, making their own path. And at no point in time did they acclimate to the environment in which they just joined. Like, like all of a sudden they come in and, okay, it's a brand new organization. No, the organization's been here. There are other people here. And... It really never, I've never seen that go well for that leader. Ever. I haven't seen that go well either. Ever. I've kind of lived that in the past too. So when I took on my first CHRO role in, um, it was in a physician-owned practice as well. I kind of started that and just jumped into it and thought, hey, I know all of these things and I'm going to take everything I've learned in my career and just apply it here and it's going to go fantastic 
and everybody's going to be so happy. And they certainly were not. So, yeah. I mean, it's really getting to know the culture too and kind of what is their appetite for change and how quickly how quickly we can kind of progress because there's lots of things that we can do and levers to pull. But if you don't have the rest of the organization taking that ride with you, it's not going to be a very successful journey. Fair. Fair. Yes. fair. So is it, are, are you just observing and listening? I imagine mm-hmm. are there, so walk us through how to do this. Like in the first week that you're there, um, you know, are you just listening to folks, meeting them or problems popping up where you're like, Oh my gosh, I should cannonball, but you show restraint. Yes. Okay. All of those things. And for me, the I think the other challenge for me or the interesting kind of twist to this was that from May until almost the end of July, I was traveling back and forth because we were still living out of state and I was making that commute each week wow. for my organization. So it was a much different kind of approach than I would have been taking otherwise. I mean, not ideal when you first set up, but they wanted somebody right away. Yeah. I like the analogy. Have you ever, have you ever learned first aid like from CPR and like the first thing they tell you to do, you got to look, listen and feel like you got to look for a rising of the chest. You got to listen, you know, your ears down by the mouth and the nose, if you can hear breathing. Right. And then, and well, yeah, you're hearing for breath and feel breath on your cheek. Right. It's the look, listen, feel. I think you have to do the same thing when you join an organization. You, you, you really got to get into it because you'll just never know what it is that you truly need to jump into and prioritize if you don't do that. Absolutely. So how do you, Tracy, how do you then develop your mid-level HR t- managers, mm-hmm. your junior HR folks in this, in this endeavor? Like when they're first joining... Um, because I would imagine that would lead to how do they engage with people? Mm-hmm. How do they engage with the providers, the sure. clinical staff, the non-clinical staff? Uh, I think that would be super important. So h- how do you go about developing them? Well, I think, too, you know, our company is we have almost 50 offices. So we're oh. very spread out across um, the area. Oh, and wow. so it makes it even more we have to be more intentional about getting with our people Mm -hmm. and really understanding what they need from us. And so that's one of the things that I've started with my team is to how can we be intentional? How can we make ourselves um, have that presence with people, especially when our operations staff, they have, they just embraced remote workforce and kind of never came back. And so that's another kind of layer that's been added in that I haven't seen in other companies that I've come from. That, that, that brings up another issue. I didn't realize how complex this was when we first sat down, right? But now that you're uh, tossing in 50 offices that are spread out, my mind immediately goes to how do you drive culture consistency or strive for it when you probably have, and let me know if this isn't the case, but I'm imagining like 50 different individual unique cultures uh, at each office. How do you drive that through or create that consistency? Well, we're going through that right now. And like I said, it's physician owned. So a lot of the things that are done at the office level have been driven by the physicians because that's how I practice. That's what works best for me. And I don't want to take away any of that. I want to kind of incorporate that into whatever engagement practices that we're taking on, but just enhance what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. And so really, I think it's um, what I'm doing now that I'm 
on-site full-time is going and meeting with all of our physician leaders at each of those sites. And so getting their voice on top of the managers that we have on those sites as well, and really understanding how can we how can we take all those those 50 different approaches and kind of start to standardize that which can be really a dirty word <laughs> if you if you've ever had the, to do this is standardization is not um, it's not a fun topic to bring up mm-hmm. so i think that that's you know a, a, just another piece of it that we have to do yeah i love the concept too you mentioned about being intentional with your teams right because if you're not intentional, well, then you're just kind of going through the motion every day. Right. You're just taking care of whatever task you think needs to be done that mm-hmm. day, or this is what I do on Mondays. But what is the purpose behind it? What's the intent right. behind it? What objective are you trying to achieve that's part of your HR strategy and your organizational strategy? Mm-hmm. So having purpose and intent, I think, is, is fantastic. Absolutely, it is. What's uh, So to just take a sidebar here, what is, what's the greatest HR lesson you ever learned? I think the greatest HR lesson is probably, I think it's a life lesson and not just an HR lesson, is to not take ourselves too seriously because HR folks are really seen as they're, they wear that serious hat all the time. They're the, the policy enforcers and we have to play by the rules. But I think that we have to show that we're humans too. And so our people know that and that they can engage with us in a way that is more natural and not just driven by the rules of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you're six months in. Uh-huh. How have you gone about assessing the level of engagement across 50 locations? Uh, yeah, just start us there and then we'll, we'll keep rolling. Well, of course we look at, you know, we look at the metrics, we look at the turnover in offices, we look at the turnover as an organization, but getting to know the people really tells me about our culture and just having those conversations with people that are in office and being able to meet them and get to know them tells me a little bit about where we've been and kind of what what we need to do to enhance that and to improve our engagement. So for me, it's just about getting to know people and not checking off boxes. I mean, obviously, I'm doing all the things that a new person would do and going through your, your toolkit and doing your audits and all those things that you would do. But people are the most important thing coming into a company and just taking the time to get to know them. It's yeah. really important that I spend time with my team, um, anyone that I come into contact. And I think that's probably a, a little bit different approach than others have taken in the role before. Sure, yeah. sure. Are there any big projects you're going to be working on, let's say, for like the next year? What, what is... Uh... What's on the forefront of what you have? Yeah, doing? one of the, the biggest things that I'm tackling right now, and it was at my last company as well, is compensation. Ooh. So compensation analysis, making sure that we can stay competitive. You know, um, I say that COVID did us no favors. We were already, we already knew that we had workforce shortages coming up in healthcare, and it just exasperated that. And so we really have to make sure that we're looking at compensation all the time to make sure that we're competitive but also looking at what can we do to take care of our people and what do they need from us. So not Mm -hmm. just saying it's a cookie-cutter approach, one size fits all, but what will really be meaningful to them. Um, Leader engagement is a really big thing that we have not had in our organization before, and so really taking those steps as well will be important. So that career path thing, Uh yep, 100%. We're kicking that off in January, and I think that that will be a huge lift for the company, but I think that'll probably give us the biggest payoff as okay. well. 
How are you handling? So compensation comes up in almost all of our conversations now post pandemic. And have you, what have you learned? Cause I feel like it's something the industry hasn't really figured out yet because of course, compensation needs to go up. We have all these staffing and labor issues, uh, but I haven't heard anywhere that the reimbursements are rising to match those at all. Have you both? No, 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 it, it never does. No. It never does. <laughs> so what have you learned so far uh, that you've implemented or what, what's your strategy around? That? Yeah. So, I mean, when I've done this with other organizations, it's how do you end up the way you sell it to, to the owners is what are you going to give me for that? I'm going to pay more, but what am I getting? And so making sure that we have really good, um, not just on the engagement side, but really looking at what are we holding people accountable to. And at a lot of times it's, we can really do more with less and not because we have to, but because we're working smarter, not harder. We're being more efficient, taking more advantage of technology. And so I can pay people more because I don't have as many of them. And I, that sometimes is the case. I'm not saying that that's always going to be the approach and it doesn't always work. But I think having that in mind and it's a part of the conversation is really important. 100%. Are there any technologies that you've implemented? And by the way, before you answer that, I mean, I love what you're saying because you are the you're the HR executive that is truly aligning the success of the business to the people as well, which is uh, for the listeners that are striving to be the future Tracy. Uh, yeah. That's how you get the job done, Right. So what have you seen with like with efficiencies and things like that that you can implement? I think that's where HR has to be that good partner with our business managers because I won't know every job in the company and I have to rely on them to be those experts and those, those subject matter experts, but really kind of challenging them in ways that maybe they haven't before um, because in, t- in different sectors of healthcare, reimbursements sometimes have been really good. And so when times are really great. Nobody looks at the money and nobody looks at those dollars going out of the company as closely. But when times get lean, that's where we have to pay more attention and really work to make those, put those efficiencies in place. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It has been absolutely amazing having you here at at the ASHRA Executive Summit. Um, You'll be here next year too, right? Of course. Of course you will. Yes. Okay. Bo, any parting thoughts? Sure. Tracy mentioned one thing about leader engagement. So I'll just leave the audience with this, right? Physicians come through the pipeline, they go through school, medical school, pass their boards, they get out there and they start working. They're automatically leading teams, right? They have a whole staff that supports them in seeing patients and taking care of patients from checking in at the reception in the front desk, um, the person making appointments to the MAs doing the vital signs and the nursing staff. And ultimately, it's the physician seeing the patient, making the decisions, directing staff. If you do not have a leadership development program for your physicians, I think that is a huge mistake. And that can lead to disparate cultures. Nobody's on the same page. When did the physician who automatically gets put in those positions, right? Just based on who they are, that's super important. When did they get trained on leadership, on how to actually lead a team? So you could literally have 50 providers, 100 providers in your organization, and they could all be leading differently and according to what standards? Right? Correct. Right. So I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. Leader engagement, just engagement in general. The fact that you're taking that on and making that a priority, I just congratulate you, high five you. I think it's fantastic. So, Astro Nation, that's a wrap.
Still listening? Save your seat for the upcoming June 4th ASHRA webinar with Rx Benefits and Infirmary Health today. Questions for the speakers? Send them ahead of time to ashra.edu at ashra.org.